Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Sal Vetri Show. The DFS clip you're about to hear originally aired on my YouTube channel. And before we get into it, you can leave a five-star review. If you can subscribe, download to the podcast, like and share, whatever you have to do, I greatly appreciate that. Helps the podcast out a lot. Helps us reach more people. What I would hope is this beneficial content. So welcome and enjoy. Welcome to the Sal Vetri Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the channel and the podcast. It is currently 4.46 a.m. East Coast time. It is Tuesday, November 19th, and today we have a four-game NBA slate to break down for you. Nice little four-game slate. We've had these middle-sized slates, sometimes a big 11-game slate, so it's nice to have a, a smaller one. I'm not a total fan of these, especially for cash, but if you're playing tournaments, sure, they're fine. They're, they're fine if you're going to play tournaments really for any size. So before we get into it, welcome to the channel and the podcast. If you were new here, my name is Sal Vetri, and I I do indeed cover daily fantasy sports in the NFL, NBA, WNBA, and the MLB streets. Again, there's NFL content going out here and also over on my Patreon. A little bit more goes out on my Patreon uh, throughout the week. And then NBA videos here every single day and podcast audio versions, as well as my uh, projections are over on Patreon with some other things over there as well. Interest pools, um, the target offense sheets, injuries, all those things are over there. My model, you can check that out if you're interested. Linked up down below. My social medias are also linked up down below. Twitter at DFS. Facebook page is just SalVetri. And then Instagram, I'll quickly head over to that here. You can follow me here, only because there's some confusion around a couple of other salvetries, one probably being my father. So you can follow me here. I post Instagram-exclusive content in terms of, obviously, posts over there, but also stories here and there. Two days ago, I think I opened the projections up 10 minutes before lock, so if anybody saw that, they got in there. But also, you could use those for the later slates as well, the, the turbo, the four-game slates that are that are later on on big slates. Um, so I do things like that. Um, I have opened up free things um, on Patreon for about an hour or so, or sometimes even more three different pieces of content over the last 10 days. So Instagram followers only will see that. I don't post it on Twitter. Obviously, I can't make a video over here on YouTube in time. So it's just a subtle story. And if you happen to see it that night or you happen to see it that hour, um, then yeah, you, you can head on in there and see what uh, Patreon has to offer. Otherwise, you can sign up down below. So follow me over on those social medias. And then lastly, if you're listening on the audio version, hit that five-star rate and review. You will be entered into a contest if you do, if you leave your fantasy draft handle for an entry into their main event this Sunday, their main NFL contest for totally free. Three people will win that. I will announce that on Saturday. But either way, even if you, even if you were already... Um, tried to enter rating and reviewing really really does uh, help so thank you either way depending on what your intentions even are and hit that subscribe button before we get going the goal is to hit 20,000 subscribers by christmas or the end of the year if not by christmas get a couple more days in there but we are on pace for that getting close to 16,000 so thank you all so much fantasy draft lastly above my head the sponsorship of this video this nba video for the rest of november fantasy draft is revolutionizing the way that you play daily fantasy sports i currently have a fantasy draft bankroll tool it's very easy it's just simple add and minus and it's for fantasy draft now and i'm going to be doing that for the next week only on nba starting tonight so uh, fantasy draft pretty much there's no rake uh, if you play a hundred dollars a month you get a hundred dollars in a hundred dollars out on your money they don't take a, t- a tint or a tint they don't take a dime from you of that and then if you want to play more than that well then you have to sign up for some subscription packages which costs like one percent um, of your total investment as opposed to DraftKings and FanDuel and really DraftKings but where you're going to be playing 15 15% rake probably on average 12 15 sometimes 17 18 percent so keep an eye out um, for this, the rate that you're playing. And it's very hard to understand that. But if you track it, you'll see like, oh, I'm winning often, but damn, I'm still not profiting. I'm winning more than 50% of the time, 52, 53% of the time, but not profiting. Why is that? Well, probably because of rake. So keep an eye out on rake. 
Keep an eye on Fantasy Draft. They do have good contests for the NBA as well. That is linked up down below. If you click the link, it does help me. It's a tracking link. I don't make any money off of you to be transparent. It just is a tracking link to say, okay, we should be um, advertising more on South Channel because people are coming there through the podcast and or the YouTube channel. So those are all the plugs. Let's get into this four-game slate. We'll go game by game. Um, briefly, we'll go over my early interest, and we'll touch on these injuries to begin with. Rajon Rondo, he's been probable, but it's really just the reason for why he's on this list is a status change of no more minutes limit. That is going to help Alex Caruso. I got an itch on the top of my nose. Alex Caruso, Quinn Cook, and LeBron James. Anthony Davis is probable at a shoulder. It's just important to continue to say that he's probable because people think he's just not going to be playing. Dwight Howard, um, Kyle Kuzma, LBJ, and JaVale McGee would be all obviously seeing huge bumps if Anthony Davis was to miss, but he's probable, so don't worry about it. And now we get to New Orleans. New Orleans is just the bulk of the injuries. Six yet again. It's very annoying how this entire team is literally injured. We get a little bit more clarity to start the day, at least. Brandon Ingram is questionable with a knee. Kendrick Williams, Etuan Moore, Drew Holiday, all those guys get a bump if he is out. And then obviously supporting cast members after that, depending on if they're in or out. Lonzo Ball questionable with his adductor. His price point has dropped a lot. So if he actually plays, 10600 on Fantasy Draft is fantastic. 5400 on DraftKings is amazing. Uh, that's a really good price point for this guy, even if, especially if Brandon Ingram is out and Ball plays. But if Ball's out, you'll probably continue to see Drew Holiday get point guard run in minutes, Frank Jackson, if he's in, and then Nikel Alexander-Walker, the rookie, should get more run. Their favors has already been ruled out, so that helps us a little bit with a back injury. And the other big man, the backup center, usually Julia local for is doubtful with an ankle. So you'll probably see Jackson Hayes start yet again. He played 30-plus minutes in the last um, game, and you'll probably see Nicola Melli, who's played 27-plus minutes in the last two games, get more run as well. Josh Hart has already been ruled out with an ankle. That helps J.J. Redick, who will secure a starting rotation spot. Uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker should see more rotational run because of that, as well as Etuan Moore. And then Frank Jackson is questionable with the neck. If he is out, that helps Nikhil Alexander-Walker, who should probably start at point guard. Drew Holiday, the move to the two. But even if he doesn't and they keep Drew at the point, if indeed Lonzo is out and Frank Jackson, well, then Alexander-Walker is still probably going to come off the bench. He didn't start last game, I believe, and he still played 35 minutes. He might have started, actually, the more I think about that now. But either way, he's in line to play 30-plus minutes. They just don't have bodies, so they already have three, two players ruled out. Okafor, doubtful, so we can call that three. And now out of the Frank Jackson, Lonzo Ball, and Brandon Ingram question marks, those are the, the really big ones because that allows you to unlock $8,800 Drew Holiday with a lot more confidence if you get Ingram and or Ball out. And then obviously these backup players. Already what it seems, though, is that Jackson Hayes is a very fine play, even with his price point increasing. Nicola Melli seems um, very decent. I, was, I wouldn't say a, a slam dunk play at that price point, based on his minutes being a little bit less and not starting as of late. Heading over to OKC, Hamadou Diallo last night, they're on a back-to-back with KC. He did not play. He missed yesterday with this knee injury that he's been dealing with. Terrence Ferguson got the start. And then in Phoenix, Ricky Rubio went from being a normal participant in the game yesterday to about an hour before the game being deemed doubtful for back spasms so something that came out of nowhere we'll track the status now that on a back-to-back he's questionable with his back injury he's $6,900 on DraftKings a nice price point for a matchup against Sacramento he's $12,700 on fantasy draft so keep an eye on it uh, Devin Booker for people that hurried to go and get Devin Booker shares did absolutely nothing 25 fantasy points in the minutes that he saw it out Ricky Rubio on long term you're going to see a huge point per minute increase but you did not see it last night uh, Javon Carter started in place for Ricky Rubio he would get a bump he's $3,000 the minimum price player on the slate if Rubio's out you'll get a min price point guard on the slate and then Kelly Oubre as well should see a bump heading over to the target offense sheet we have all the game totals except for one we don't have this Portland and New Orleans game and it should be pretty obvious as to why you don't have half of these injury uh, designations right now so that being said um, New Orleans I'll, I'll, I'll echo what I just said it is a it is a really nice um, 
it is a really nice spot to be in if we can get some more value from this team. Uh, preferably Drew Holiday at 8,800 being expensive value, I guess you can say, but a spot that I would really want to get to. Um, I know these times say 12 a.m., but just don't worry about it. These times are all wrong. I could delete these. Bang. Two games start at 8 p.m., so keep an eye on that. Eastern time, later start today, and then two start at, I believe, 10 or 10.30 tonight. So Drew Holiday would be the guy that I like a lot if Brandon Ingram is out and or Lonzo Ball. If Lonzo Ball is in, I like him. And then just keep an eye on the injuries. I really can't give too much status on this. I think Jackson Hayes is a fine play either way. J.J. Redick seems okay right now at 5,100 as a play, but Alexander Walker becomes more of a play if you get Frank Jackson and Lonzo Ball out. Um, it seems like Brandon Ingram, if he's out, obviously Drew Holiday becomes more of a fixated play. You can get to Kendrick Williams with more confidence at a, at a high 5K price tag now. On the other side of this, you have Portland, uh, who I really like Portland today. I believe Portland is on a back-to-back as well. Um, so we can put these guys in as yeses for their back-to-back. So both teams on a back-to-back. Portland on a back-to-back, people might say, ah, I don't want to play Hassan Whiteside. Well, he only played 27 minutes last night. He's played on both back-to-backs so far this season. And the one time he played 34 minutes, and I think the other time he played 28. So there's no worries about Hassan Whiteside on a back-to-back. In the best spot on the slate for maybe anybody Maybe anybody, and if it's not for anybody, then it's his teammate, Damian Lillard, who has the best spot on the slate for anybody um, against this New Orleans faster-paced team. Uh, you're going to get Portland gaining about two possessions in this game. New Orleans sees about 106 possessions per game. Portland sees right around 102, so they're going to average out to about 103.76, according to once you get add in all those decimals. So Damian Lillard, Damian Lillard stands out. You get C.J. McCollum's price up because he's finally playing well, 7,300. Uh, I think you can get to it. I think it's fine. I think it's a really good matchup still for McCollum, but I'm just probably not going to get there right now. I believe we're supposed to see the, the return of Carmelo Anthony uh, tonight, so keep an eye on that. I don't know. He's he's not in the DraftKings player pool still. They're really doing my man Carmelo dirty. I don't know what he did to DraftKings. I think it's supposed to be tonight. I saw a report that it was going to be Tuesday, so that's also something we should indicate on the, the injury and status changes. But Damian Lillard and Hassan Whiteside are the priorities for me from Portland. They're two of the better plays on the slate, in my opinion. Nasir Little, if he continues to start at the four, he's very cheap, $3,500 in a good matchup. But keep an eye on it. They acquired Carmelo Anthony for the reasons of needing more power forward, so they're going to play Carmelo. Melo is a power forward and not a small forward. That'll hurt Nasir Little's upside, but it might just hurt the backup players in the Mario Hazonias um, and those types of guys. So I think that Nasir Little's in play. I prioritize Portland as of right now as a sign white side, Damian Lillard, and then Nasir Little, and then McCollum fourth. Uh, New Orleans, we already talked about. Uh, just keep an eye on the injury designations. We'll probably know more. Uh, they're not going to have a shoot around because it's back-to-back, I would imagine, but we'll probably know more later on. Golden State and Memphis. Memphis actually has the highest total on the slate at 113.25, so that's important to note. Golden State at 108.75, four-and-a-half-point favorites is Memphis here. And it is scheduled to be by far the slowest game on the slate. You have the two slowest teams on the slate. They're only going to have 98.3 possessions per team in this game. That is three less, three and a half less than the next slowest game, which is OKC in LA, which is really not that slow of a game. So Golden State side of the ball, I still know D'Angelo Russell. We saw Kai Bowman come off the bench and play 30-plus minutes in the last game, score 31 fantasy points at min-price. Now he's in the 4K range. I think Draymond Green, 6,200, price doesn't change. I think that's a fine spot to get to. I think Eric Pascal, who played 35 minutes entering the starting lineup, if they run the same lineup as last time, well, then, yeah, I like Draymond Green. He started at the point. Um, I like Eric Pascal. He started and played 35 minutes, which if Pascal is going to start, it's going to unlock him to play somewhere around 34, 35 minutes. Glenn Robinson, the third, I'm, he's not a priority for me, but he played 35 minutes at the three, some at the two. Uh, I think he saw even a couple minutes at the four, so keep an eye on him. He's cheap enough, not a great point-per-minute guy, but if he's knocking down his shot above average and he's playing a ton of minutes, he's going to fall into a 30-point game here and there in terms of fantasy. 
Um, and Alec Burks at $5,000 flat, if he's going to continue to play 30 minutes, this guy's a good point per minute producer over the long term. He's in a little bit of a rut over the last couple of games, but there's a lot of pieces here because of all the value, and there's so many minutes to go around, and they're all cheap. Alec Burks at 4700 or or at 5000 I think is fine, like I said. And I think that Kai Bowman at 4700 if he starts and they change the lineup up, I like him a lot more. Coming off the bench at 4700 though, it's a little bit more risky for a guy who has been fine point per minute-wise, but he can easily go out there and throw up a 22-point performance. So it's really hard to prioritize Golden State. If they go with the same lineup as last time, I'll probably prioritize it as Draymond Green, Eric Pascal, Alec Burks, um, and then Kai Bowman, Glenn Robinson the third. If they change it and Kai Bowman's in the starting rotation, Kai Bowman bumps up a little bit for me. It depends on who moves out of the rotation. It'd probably be Draymond back to the four, Kali Stein still at the five. So if they move to that type of rotation and there's no Pascal starting, well, then Kai Bowman would probably jump up to my second priority from this team right behind Draymond Green. Memphis side of it, Jonas Valanciunas, he played 30 minutes two games ago, so it seems like his minutes limit is just kind of there depending on the score. Last game, he didn't play many minutes, but neither did the whole team because they got blown out. John Morant only, I think, saw 21 minutes. Now with the highest total on the slate and the slowest pace game, you rarely you rarely see the, the slowest pace game on the slate have the highest team total. So very interesting to what we see here. I imagine, though, once we get the Portland and New Orleans game, we're going to see a higher total from one or both of those teams. So just keep an eye out on that. That will change in my projections. Again, you can get my projections linked down below in the podcast and or uh, YouTube video. And also be sure to follow me on Instagram and Twitter down there as well. And take the time and, and hit the subscribe button while we do this little mid-roll ad for myself. Self-promotion. Look at that. Uh, but Memphis, I think John Morant is the, the main piece that stands out here. All the Memphis value, quote-unquote value, and Dylan Brooks and Jay Crowder and Brandon Clark, none of this just stands out to me. I just I know it's a great spot for all of them. I guess I would prioritize Memphis as um, John Morant, Jonas Valanciunas, and then Jay Crowder just to get some sort of piece of the value, quote unquote value here. Uh, Jay Crowder probably has the best matchup if he's going to be playing at the three against the Golden State, just defensive or just offensively based on a defensive matchup there. I'm just going to be getting bodies of no names, right? Um, between Glenn Robinson the third and maybe even Jordan Poulet sometimes. So. Yeah, that's how I prioritize Memphis. A nice team total. I think John Morant does stand out at that price point, and he's been playing 30 minutes when they don't get blown out as of late instead of his normal 26 to 28, so that's good to see. Uh, if the game stays close, and again, it's a four-and-a-half-point spread, so it should stay close, indicated by Vegas. John Morant's probably the only thing I really get to here. I don't think I have to get to Jonas Valanciunas just based on the fact that he's center only, and his price tag is up there now. Um, obviously, on a small slate, you know, Joe Val is one of the, the few on a short list that can drop 50 in just a 28-minute span, so he's definitely in play. Phoenix and Sacramento have a decent game here, a 220 total, 110.75 for Sacramento, a 109.25 for Phoenix, and Sacramento's a one-and-a-half point favorite, so pretty close game indicated here by the spread. We're going to have to see what happens with Ricky Rubio. Back spasms last night, have they healed by now? I don't know. Do they just go away? I have no idea. He's probably just going to get his back stimmed a little bit today, and if he's feeling good, I imagine he suits up at 6900 It's a fine price point. But if he doesn't, you unlock $3,000 Javon Carter, which in cash sounds fine. And then in tournaments, it seems like he'll probably garner a lot of ownership on a four-game slate. But he's $3,000 starting at point guard and probably playing 25 minute plus minutes, so it makes sense. So there's sometimes where there's bad chalk. There's sometimes where there's good chalk. That kind of seems like good chalk, but... Then again, his 25 minutes can very much result in like 17 fantasy points. So keep an eye on that. Although it is a very fast paced game, the fastest on the slate, each team is indicated in my model for 104.6 possessions which would be a bump up for Sacramento of about four and a half, and actually a pace down spot for Phoenix, of course, because they just play at like the fastest pace in the league. So anytime they play somebody else, it's likely a pace down spot for them, although they will increase the pace of the game for the other team, which usually just leads to more possessions and more scoring overall in the game. Uh, scoring for fantasy points, not just pure real-life scoring. So 
Phoenix, even though he had a stinker last night, stinker, weird word to say on a podcast, but uh, Devin Booker, I think is fine if you have no Ricky Rubio today. If Rubio's playing, I really don't know what stands out from Phoenix. Aaron Baines still playing at the five as an okay matchup against Sacramento and Rashawn Holmes. Um, but nothing else really stands out all that much. A really brutal matchup, uh, depending on where they're going to be starting still, like Harrison Barnes going up against um, potentially Kelly Oubre is not great for parts of this game. So if there's no Ricky Rubio, I like Javon Carter. I like Devin Booker and Kelly Oubre gets a bump for me, of course, from production reasons and just ball handling. Even if there is rookie Ricky Rubio in this game, it really just makes Devin Booker stand out as a GPP option as he always is, but he's kind of his assist rate is down. His overall volume is down or rookie Rubio there. So keep an eye on that. That's going to be a big decision for me later in the day, depending on if Rubio is in or out. Sacramento side of it, you have these guys that are productive priced up. You have Bo Young, who's been playing fantastic since De- uh, De'Aaron Fox got hurt. Uh, he's priced up in the 7K range. You have the best game of his season and one of the better ones of his career in Buddy Heald coming off of a 50-plus, 50 57-point fantasy game. He's priced up to the high 7K range, and those are the two guys who are seeing the most production sans De'Aaron Fox due to this injury. You're still getting huge minutes out of Harrison Barnes at the 3. More times than not, you'll probably have him playing 32, and on a good day, he'll play 35, but low point per minute production. The Elites is priced up to 5,500. Yes, there's going to be nights where he drops 40, and there's going to be nights where he drops 20 in the exact same time. All these bigs on Sacramento, though, have a good matchup today, so... 5,500, I have interest in Bielitsa. I have a lot of interest in Rashawn Holmes at his price tag as long as he continues to start and see the starter minutes of 28 to 30 minutes. So uh, good spot here against the Phoenix Bigs. I'll take Bielitsa today, even at an increased price point. I'll take, I, I like a lot of Sacramento, although they're all appropriately priced. It's a nice total and a fast-paced game. So I, I prioritize this today as probably Rashawn Holmes, um, Bogdanovich, Bielitsa, and Buddy Heald. I don't think I have Bielitsa on the early interest page, but this is me telling you um, that he is an early interest of mine. Uh, it's just somebody that probably didn't make that list when I was creating it this morning. Uh, so OKC and LA to end this. OKC is the, by far the lowest total on the slate as of right now, 103.25. They're on a back-to-back as well. If people are worried about the back-to-back statuses of guys like Steven Adams, he has played on back-to-backs this season. He has played his normal run on back-to-backs this season. The last back-to-back, he played 27 minutes on the second night, and that's pretty much his season average this year. And then the Lakers, a 112.75 team implied total, 9.5 point favorites. Man, the Lakers look good this season. Even with Anthony Davis not being fantasy good, but still being real life good. OKC, uh, so we're going to get here Shea Gilgis Alexander and Chris Paul in fine matchups at the guard and shooting guard spot. Shea Gilgis Alexander has just fallen off since Chris Paul has taken control. Uh, Chris Paul's usage after those first three or four games has gone up. His overall production and assists and scoring has gone up. Mid range shot looks fantastic. One of the best parts of his career, or one of the best parts of his game right now as it has been um, for a while he, he's no longer driving as much and he hasn't in years but now he's shooting a ton a ton better um, just from the mid-range on all spots so it's probably going to come down a little bit but it's just killing Shai Gilchrist Alexander who only scored 12 fantasy points last night so Chris Paul's in play for me a price point up to 7k though is a little bit scary but a good matchup against the Lakers Gilchrist Alexander if he's going to have no ownership carrying on him He's very scoring dependent since Chris Paul's there and taking all the assists now as we expected, but wasn't happening the first three or four games. So Alexander is not a guy I'm going to get to with a, a ton of volume, but if he's a guy who on a four-game slate is coming in at like 12 14%, well then yeah, this guy can go out there and drop 28 real-life points and finish with 40, and he's going to crush at that price tag. I think Steven Adams, even on a back-to-back, is in a good spot. Keep an eye on Adams. Like I said, he has been playing on back-to-backs, but he has been dealing with a knee injury all season long. So they might just say, you know what, big fella, rest up. And then it becomes New Orleans Noel night, and you don't get away from that type of chalk. So um, I think that Adams is in play. He's probably my number one priority from OKC, but really not saying that he's a huge priority on the slate. Just nothing stands out all that much from OKC. Again, they have the lowest total in the slate by, as of right now, over five and a half points. So 
not a good spot to target um, relative to other spots. So Adam stands out at his price tag that does not move at 4,900 after coming off of a 30-plus point fantasy performance last night in 27 minutes. And if he does suit up, I imagine he plays another 27 minutes. Then Chris Paul, then Gilchrist Alexander for me. On the Lakers side, it's by far and away LeBron James, and then it is Anthony Davis. Davis not producing as of late in fantasy, but it's more of a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately game if you're not going to play him, um, and I'm not going to follow that mindset. But he only has 30, 30 and 34 fantasy points in the last two performances. Okay, well, if you want a game log watch and you want to use your recency bias to predict your future performances, well, then why don't you look at the, the two or three games before that where he dropped 50? And why don't you look at his price tag of 9,800? And if he drops just the average of that, somewhere in the, the 45 range, well, he's, he's going to be fine for that price tag. And if he hits his normal ceiling games of the 60-plus points, you're okay. So I prefer LeBron James and then Anthony Davis after that. Anthony Davis is by far not going to be a fade from me. I'm not going to fade the man at 9,800, who seems to be probable today, who is playing minutes. Yes, there's always this scare that he can leave with an injury, but that can happen with anybody. I know there's a higher chance for Davis dealing with the shoulder injury that he is reported of saying as of last week that this is bothering him and it probably is going to bother him all season. That's a concern, but I'm not going to base the last two games and just start chalking it up to, oh, it's the injury because he dropped 70 with this injury, he's dropped 50 with this injury, and he's dropped 60 with this injury this year multiple times. So I'm not too concerned about that. So, yeah, it would be LeBron James, Anthony Davis. There's still no Avery Bradley. He's going to be out. John Rondo's minutes limits is coming off, so that should hurt Alex Caruso. I think you get Danny Green, uh, KCP, some increased minutes. Both of those guys I don't really have confidence in. If I had to pick one, it would be Danny Green, but not a ton of confidence in either of them. Keep an eye on this. There can be things where players get rested. Um, I don't know if we see LeBron James rest night ever coming, but I doubt it would be tonight. But if that happens, obviously Anthony Davis gets a boost. Kyle Kuzma, Rondo would get a boost. So just be ready to react to all of that. And let's get into the early interests. Even on a four-game slate, we got a long list of early interest to hopefully help people out, at least to start today. Of course, do not plug and play these players and just assume there is 19 on this list. Just assume that's, a, that's all you have to do at 5 in the morning as I record this. Um, if you're seeing this anytime before 6, 7 p.m., you should not just be setting the lineup and, and stopping. You should be coming back to it, checking injury news on Fantasy Labs. Checking my projections that are updated up until lock and even after lock linked up down below. Um, you should check all that stuff or you know, whatever tools you do use, uh, because if you're not making decisions before lock or changing your lineups based on news, you are going to be losing an NBA DFS and as simple as that. LeBron and Anthony Davis are at the top of this list. I just finished up talking about them. Really like that LeBron's point guard, small forward eligible. It's so easy to get him into your lineups. Damian Lillard at 9,200, I think, is in just a smash spot now against New Orleans, seeing 38.3 minutes per game, 29.4% usage rate. Um, I really like Damian Lillard today. I, I think he might go a little bit undernoticed. I hope he does. He's kind of sandwiched in between some potentially chalky players. Drew Holiday, if you get all the port or all the New Orleans news going in Holiday's favor, um, and then just Anthony Davis and LeBron above him. I like Damian Lillard. I hope he goes unnoticed. Sixteen thousand six hundred on fantasy draft, ninety two hundred on DraftKings. Drew Holiday, I have in yellow for the people listening on the podcast. Uh, mainly, if, if Brandon Ingram and or Lonzo Ball are out, I like Holiday. Really, even if Lonzo Ball's in, uh, just give me Holiday. If Ingram's out, it's just much more upside at $8,800 for a shooting guard eligible point guard. If Lonzo Ball is in, I, I like Lonzo Ball today at a cheap price point. Devin Booker, I only like today, and also Javon Carter, who's in yellow on the same team. If you do indeed get no Ricky Rubio, who once again was out last night as a late scratch due to back spasms, went from being probable to doubtful, and then just being out in a matter of really a minutes to an hour. John Moran at 6,700 gets one of the better matchups on the slate against Golden Slate. Golden Slate. Golden State. 32.6% uh, usage rate is pretty elite numbers for this rookie. And then he's just so fun to watch. 27.2 minutes per game. But those minutes have been closer to 30 minutes. 30 minutes in back-to-back -back close games that he's played. 21 minutes the last time out was due to a blowout. Hassan Whiteside has been getting big run on back-to-back. 6,300 on DraftKings. 12-4 on Fantasy Draft. He would be my priority from the Portland team. And then Damian Lillard. Draymond Green. 
if they go with the same rotation as last time Draymond is going to be a priority at 6200 and then Eric Pascal at 5900 is cheap but he's very cheap on fantasy draft $11,400 he's going to get into a lot of my lineups on fantasy draft as a small forward power forward um, player who started at power forward last time out uh, seeing 31.2 minutes per game when he does start he sees a little bit more. And again, if they run the same rotation as last time, he will be starting at the four. Rashawn Holmes at $5,800. This is a nice price point on Rashawn Holmes. A guy who's probably going to play 28 minutes today. Doesn't have the craziest amount of usage, but if you're playing 28 minutes against a Phoenix team that is starting Aaron Baines and Frank Kaminsky, you're somebody who is going to be of interest to me on a small slate. Jaron Jackson Jr., always a risk of foul trouble here. Very cheap on fantasy draft at $11,000 flat, $5,600 on DraftKings. Nice to see that he still has power forward eligibility, as he should. Um, but some players who, who don't have or have gotten that tag taken away on DraftKings, uh, the guy's been playing good minutes when he stays out of foul trouble. He'll probably play 30 minutes. 22.2% usage as a big a power forward is nice to see. Alec Burks at $5,000 is definitely in play for me. He continues to start. He continues to see 30-plus minutes, um, and he's a guy who has a usage rate of 21. He will become ball-dominant and just take over a game and shoot, even though his name is Alec Burks, and you probably don't know of him. He's a good point-per-minute producer in the long term. Long term, Jackson Hayes with no um, Derek Favors. Julio Okafor, doubtful, should start at center once again, play around 30 minutes, and be a point producer, if not better, in a fast-paced game. I do like Jackson Hayes today at 4900 Nikhil Alexander-Walker at 4900 is also same price as Hayes. I prefer Hayes, but Nikhil Alexander-Walker is in yellow because I need to see what happens with Lonzo Ball and Frank Jackson. If one of them are in, I probably don't have much interest in Alexander-Walker at an increased price point. If both of them are out, he'll probably play around 34 to 35 minutes once again. Adams at 4900 um, So this is an interesting spot because I think Adams goes under-owned once again in a good matchup because Hayes is the same price and Alexander is the same price. And I imagine a lot of people run over to the shiny new toy in Jackson Hayes who has done good for them in back-to-back games. But his price point is now up. I think he's a fine play, but I think Adams is an interesting pivot at the same exact position and price point if his ownership is lower for a guy in Adams who is going to play similar minutes. Hayes might play 28 to 30. Adams should play somewhere around 27, 28. Um, and they're going to run out there with similar usage rates. So far, Hayes has a 15.5 to Adam 16.5 this year. Kai Bowman is in yellow for me. If he starts, I like him. That means they would have to switch up the rotation from their last game, um, which would mean he won't come off the bench. If he comes off the bench, he's still fine, but he's not $3,000 anymore. He's 4700 so he has to do what he did for you last game and get every bit of the usage and every bit of production out of the somewhat limited minutes that he played because if he would have started last game, he probably would have played 36-37. He only played in the low 30s because of that. Nicola Melli is in yellow at 4,400, so you're going to have already a favorable spot. If Brandon Ingram is out, I have more upside in Nicola Melli seeing more run here. Just Ingram can slide down to the four, which can limit Melli's overall minutes, and that's probably what you would see. So if Brandon Ingram is out, then yeah, Melli becomes a little bit of a bump, but he's $4,400 as a guy who more times than not only sees about 26 to 28 minutes in this game, coming off of the bench, I would imagine, with Hayes starting. So it can be a, it can be a very big trap spot if you try to go back to... Nicola Melli. Nasir Little's 3,500 on drafting, 7,300 on fantasy draft. He's been playing big minutes as of late. You'll probably get 22, 24 minutes out of Nasir Little here in a good matchup against New Orleans, who might have their whole team injured. And he starts at power forward and he's small forward eligible. So I do like Nasir Little. The only concern is Carmelo Anthony's there. What is his run going to be? I don't imagine he's going to come in and play 20 minutes. I don't imagine he's going to come in and start. He's probably going to be a guy who plays like 15 minutes off the bench for this team. And I think that's the role that he's agreed on and is fine with. So I do think that if, as long as Nikita Little starts at the four, you'll continue to get 20 to 24 minutes out of him. And at 3,500, that's pretty good. Lastly, Javon Carter is only in play at the flat minimum of $3,000. If indeed Ricky Rubio misses again, Carter started last night. You would get Carter starting once again. Nice team total of 109.25 in the fastest pace game on the slate. It's a good spot for a minimum price point guard. He's only $6,100, $100 above the minimum on fantasy draft. So, that is it. That is the four-game slate. I'm going to work on some NFL stuff today. I will have the initial NFL podcast and picks video for DraftKings Week 12 out. 
later today, uh, later tonight probably. So thank you. I'll be on the Awesome YouTube channel at 11 a.m. talking about a first look with um, Lofi uh, for the NFL Week 12. So hopefully you all have enjoyed this episode. Please five-star rate and review on the podcast, and please hit that subscribe button on YouTube if you got any value from it at all. And then once again, linked up down below is my Instagram, which is this page right here, Sal underscore Vetri, linked up below. And then also on Twitter, at Sal Vetri DFS. Be sure to check out Fantasy Draft. Again, I will be starting today, my bankroll tool over on Fantasy Draft, only playing there for the next week when it comes to NBA. That is linked up down below as well if you want to get into any contests over on Fantasy Draft. My name is Sal. You already know that. Thank you so much for tuning in. You all rock. Check out Patreon, also linked up down below, and some free strategy guides. Peace out, gang. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. And before you go, if I can get you to subscribe and follow the podcast, download a few if you wish. But if you enjoyed this podcast, if you can please subscribe, helps me out, helps support it. So thank you so much, and I will see you in the next one.